I'd like to introduce uh, my new Dharma friend, Zadie uh, Omriu Kennedy, who is, I've, I've known her less than 24 hours, but she has been such a support for Edie Brown and I during this transmission ceremony. So many thank you, many thanks for coming out here all the way from uh, Minneapolis mm -hmm. to, uh, to give us that support. Um, she's part of the leadership uh, at Clouds and Water Zen Center in St. Paul. Uh, she received transmission in the Katagiri lineage and the Uchiyama Roshi lineage. She trained at Tassahara in 2017. She went to Japan and was at the, um, the Toshoji Zen Monastery for practice periods in 2019 and 2020. She was the Shuso at the 2020 practice period at Toshoji in Japan. Uh, in 21-22, she did the year-long training in engaged Buddhism at the Upaya Zen Center. And uh, this year, she was back in Japan getting her um, official uh, Japanese Zen transmission uh, called Zuisei. Um, and uh, we're, we're just, just pleased that you're here. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Um, uh, one point of clarification. I. Um, was part of the leadership at Clouds and Water from 2009 to 2021. Um, at this time, I'm exploring um, what it means to be a Zen priest, bodhisattva, on behalf of the whole world, not just a center, because our center really is wherever we are. I had direct experience of that. So I just wanna clarify that. Um, and good evening, everyone. <laughs> I am so honored and humbled to at this invitation to offer a talk um, on what I've learned in my practice. Um, so I just, a big thank you to folks on in Zoom land in the cloud sangha, thank you. Um, it's really, it's beyond an honor. Um, and I want to um, also acknowledge um, my good friend and Dharma sister Edie. Um, yes, we practiced together at Tassahara um, in 2017. And we were uh, the only two ordained priests in that practice period. There were probably 70 practitioners and most of them were lay, except for Edie and I. Um, and that was, uh, that was an experience too, um, in many, many ways. Um, and I just, I'm so, honored to be part of this process in this magnificent, it's all magnificent, 
Um, and some processes have a little more energy to them than others. And Dharma transmission is one. Um, so it's really uh, an honor to be a part of this. Um, and your, my experience of this Sangha has just been uh, one of great generosity and great heart. So I just really want to acknowledge the great care that Patrick, Edie, and all of you, and all of you on Zoom land, and beings that I have not met have, have uh, gifted me and all beings. So thank you. Um, it's, it's also wonderful to witness, to bear witness to uh, Edie's deep bodhisattva practice. Um, and I just want to acknowledge the depth of her practice and um, her desire to uh, meet the suffering world. Um, it's, yeah. So I just really want to uplift um, her and the uh, work that in training that she's done to come to this point. It's kind of a pivotal point. Um, and I wanna make sure that I only talk um, for 25 minutes um, and offer you an opportunity for questions. Um, and sometimes I'm very ambitious in the in the planning of these talks. So um, I may not get to everything that I planned. And I also want to welcome our four-legged being. <laughs> that that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. It's beautiful. Doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Cool. It's an aspiration that I have <laughs> to be inactive in activity. It's it's a gift. So thank you, thank you, Bodhisattva. Um. And before I start, I would like to also acknowledge that my understanding is, is that I'm on Ohlone homelands um, and that I'm a guest. And as a Zen priest, it is my commitment to unravel the twisted karma of genocide and racism on this land. And in Minnesota, where I'm from, we have ancient twisted karma when it comes to our indigenous relatives that many of us are committed to unraveling and needs to be done um, in relationship to each other. So I just want to acknowledge that. And I want to pay homage to all Buddhas and ancestors, to our teachers, to our friends and family. I also want to acknowledge that as a white converted Buddhist, 
I have benefited from the Buddhist path of our Asian ancestors and Asian Americans. And my commitment too is to honor the gifts and the teachings that I've been given. Um, and as uh, Patrick so eloquently said, in January of this year, I uh, participated in a Zawise uh, ceremony, which really is also um, not only acknowledging um, my, my training towards being a teacher, it's also honoring our ancestors, Dogen Zenji um, and also Kazan. And Kazan Zenji isn't really, uh, he's, he's not too much acknowledged in this country. Um, he's kind of mm, not erased, but close to it. Um, so it's really um, an amazing process that I'll talk more of to enter into the ceremonial space and really experience um, where Dogen taught, Dogen Zenji taught and how alive that is today and where Kazan Zenji taught and how alive that is today as well. Um, and Edie was a part of part of this talk that I gave because I also gave it to a Sangha in uh, Minnesota. So I apologize for any um, duplication. Um, so what I'd like to do today is talk about uh, Dizon's uh, case 20 um, in the Book of Serenity. Dizon, it's uh, Dizon's nearness, which is not exactly it. And um, I had the uh, honor, too, of listening to Shahaka Okamura Roshi, um, who some of you know. Um, he's, he's very gifted in his expression of the Dharma, his knowledge of the Dharma his wisdom. Um, so I've been um, really trying listening to what he has to say about um, these this koan. And, um, and I think it's appropriate to this koan in relation to Dharma transmission, because there's always this question of not knowing not not knowing, but taking the next step. And I think also in our lives, this not knowing is, we've never been, for instance, in this moment, this now, we've never been here. And yet we're here. And what is the next step? So this not knowing is not something that's like, uh, transcendence, though it can be, it's also in the relative, the here and now, it's where we live in not knowing. And how do we work with that um, in a way that nourishes us and nourishes the beings around us in the world in which we live? Um, 
So I, I just really resonate with this koan. Um, and this is, I wanna use the Japanese names if that's okay. Um, this koan is a conversation between Jizo in Japanese. Jizo is also uh, a bodhisattva who goes into the hell realm. I mean, Jizo Bodhisattva to me is an amazing being because he just goes into hell with a staff and with a little bell on the staff and he enters it. And I'm like, wow, I need more than a staff to enter hell. Um, so yeah, um, so that's Jizo. So this abbot had that name, which is powerful. And Hogan, what at that time was a Japanese young monk. And Hogan later became a great Zen teacher of one of the five uh, Japanese Zen schools, Hogenshu. Um, and Hogan at that time was with three monks and they had been traveling around visiting temples and there was a storm. And they waited until the storm was over and then began to leave. And as they were leaving, Jizo asked Hogan, where are you going? Hogan said, around on a pilgrimage, here and there to different temples. Jizo said, what is the purpose of this pilgrimage? What is your aspiration? Hogan said, I don't know, right? I haven't really thought about it. That's a pretty good question, but I haven't thought about it. Jesus said, not knowing is nearest. Okamura said when I was listening to him, he said the nearest is not an actual accurate translation of the, the kanji, the Chinese kanji. It's more intimate. It's not knowing. It's most intimate. It's like the feeling of when somebody has a knife or a sword on your body and your attention can only be placed where the sword is touching your body. That is the intimacy that Jesus was talking about when he said not knowing is most intimate. Um, and I think that this not knowing, as I alluded to earlier, this is our human experience. Um, our, we also have the human experience of when somebody asks us, what's up? I don't know. So it's like, there's, there's this two I don't knows. And um, I think, the I don't know that Jizo uh, was asking Hogan was deep, a, a, from a deeper place. And um, I guess for me, that's an aspiration. That's, that's where I'd like to live in that kind of, I don't know, right? I don't know, but I'm willing to take a step forward. Um, this also not knowing experience is in case two when Emperor Wu asked Bodhidharma, what is the ultimate truth? 
And Bodhidharma replied, nothing sacred, empty. Emperor Wu then said, who are you in front of me? Bodhidharma said, don't know. And again, it's that don't know. It's the don't know of um, no gaining, no understanding, and no attainment. There's no ground to stand. Um, in the community room, there's a beautiful calligraphy. And it says, it says without any idea, of attaining, of doing, of meaning, just to sit is our way. I was like, wow, that's don't know. That's like, that's beautiful. Um, so I just, I wanna uplift that calligraphy. Um, so I think each of us throughout the day enters this not knowing space. And how do we respond in this space with skill and wisdom and compassion for ourselves and for the conditions that are arising? I think it's a practice, um, or at least it's a practice for me. And um, when I was when I was in Japan for Zuise. Uh, there was moment after moment after moment of not knowing. Um, there was a moment after moment of uh, just watching my not knowing, watching my fear arise, looking at it, letting it go, watching my anxiety arise, watching it, letting go, watching like my wowing, right? wowing at people's kindness and compassion towards me, a person who's really a stranger. I mean, I look kind of weird too, because I got this short hair and I'm wearing black street clothes. I'm not wearing my robe. So it's like, you know, who is this person? And yet I had one experience of kindness and compassion towards me after another in Japan. Um, and I, I, I really want to uplift that because um, this kindness comes in so many different ways. It's, it's not the necessarily the way that I think it should look, right? Um, like um, when I was walking to uh, trying to find Sojiji, I was, um, I'm often lost when I am trying to find something. I don't know if any of you've had that experience, but it's common to me. And so I was looking for uh, Sojiji and I thought I was going in the right direction, but I wasn't sure. So I asked this uh, person, this person was coming towards me. I don't speak, I don't speak the language. So I just kind of like pointed over there and asked, is that Sojiji? And the Japanese, 
gentleman said, yes. And I was like, oh, good. I'm going in the right direction. And then I started walking again and he was, he, he came running back and he said to me, so Gigi? I said, yes. And he pointed behind me and I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I trusted him and I went back and I'd missed it because it was the back entrance way of the temple. Had I not uh, opened myself up to his kindness, I'd still be looking for Sojiji. I mean, so um, it comes in many, many forms. And I, I, uh, there's crows in uh, Yokohama. And I love crows. And to me, that kindness came in the form of crows as well. So I think for me, part of the practice is, is relaxing my conditioned mind that there's inconceivable possibilities of ways and forms and no forms that will support me as a human being and what it is that I need to do. And Zoise uh, was, uh, if there's any, besides my, my birth, um, if there's any example that really demonstrates to me walking into not knowing, not knowing in a way like I'm collapsed, but walking in a way where I'm not sure how this is gonna work out, but I'm gonna trust that I'm connected, that I'm connected to something larger than me, than my small self. And it worked out. I mean, um, so I this not knowing is not, it's relative, I believe, to our lives, our, our everyday lives of getting up in the morning, eating breakfast, not eating breakfast, exercising, not exercising, working, not working. So I think it weaves in and out of our lives. And how do we meet not knowing in a way that nourishes us and nourishes the world in which we live? Um, so I, I, that's, very, that's very important, I think. Um, and the, the idea of... Uh, uh, Hogan being on a pilgrimage, I think that we're all on a pilgrimage. Um, when we have aspirations, we move towards those aspirations. And when we move towards those aspirations, we take the first step towards our pilgrimage. So it's not necessarily um, outside of our lives. It may be an aspiration that I'm gonna to go to work today and I'm gonna I'm gonna be okay. And work can be a pilgrimage. Um, our life is a pilgrimage. So I feel that yes, I did this um, pilgrimage to uh, Japan um, and that was an honor, but I've also done a pilgrimage 
to see my brothers and to see them in a good way, even though it's a con conflicted relationship. So, yeah. Um, and I want to bring forward to the Heart Sutra. Um, I really, I love the Heart Sutra. Um, I think that uh, this uh, no attaining, uh, no doing, no meaning is really, a, it's, it's, to me, I hear the Heart Sutra and how do I hear it is that, um, to be, to be here, even to be here in this moment with all of you, I mean, I'm like wowing it. It's like yesterday I was in Minneapolis. Today I'm in Santa Cruz and I'm with my friend Edie, who I hadn't seen since 2017. We've been Zooming back and forth. But to see Edie in person and to be a part of this ceremony and to bear witness to the love that she's receiving that is that is wowing so um there's this uh culmination of un untangling the way i construct myself and zazen helps helps me helps us to do that to let go of this knowing um and coming not to understand because really i don't understand at all i have like uh okamura roshi said we're like frogs in a well looking up at the sky and thinking the blue that we see is the whole sky when there's so much more um and so in the heart, so there's this not knowing and there's no attainment. And in the Heart Sutra, we chant the negations of Buddhist teachings. There's no suffering, there's no cause, there's no cessation, there's no path, and there's no attainment. A bodhisattva relies on prajna paramita. The bodhisattva relies on wisdom, wisdom beyond wisdom. I mean, Wow, to get there is work. We have to work it. But once we're there, we can relax. We can, what Okamura says, we can open the hands of thought, relax the mind. So with nothing to attain, a bodhisattva relies on prajna paramita. So the bodhisattva's mind is permeated with wisdom, having gone through fear. Because unless, maybe, maybe some of you had this experience, I've not had it. Um, and if you have, let me know. I've not, I, my experience in life is going through fear. To avoid fear is to create huge demons and maras. But if I can like, move into it, move into the fear, I have the possibility of going through. There, there hasn't been a bypass for me yet. Um, I don't know, maybe your experience is different. I'm open, let me know. And to me, once this going through fear, there's no hindrances. And here's the pivot, 
from my experience. Here's the pivot of not knowing is that I don't know. And yet I'm open enough to walk into this not knowing because I'm not walking into it by myself. I'm walking into it with all beings. I'm walking into it with all the ancestors. I mean, I'm not alone. I mean, look at this. When I was um, walking to the airport to get on the plane, I was walking alone, but I wasn't walking alone. And today I have so many more friends. I'm like, that's, that's a rich life. And that rich life comes from not knowing. I'm like, whoa, I got to cultivate this. I got to grow this. Um, so I have, I think I have about five minutes. Um, and what I'd like to, to say is that we, we are connected to Japan. We are deeply, intimately connected through Japan. Um, I'll just do a brief kind of um, tree. So, and I apologize if my Japanese is um, not, I apologize for my Japanese not being accurate. I'll just say that. Um, uh, Nishiara uh, Bokasan was the abbot of Sojiji. So earlier I said Sojiji was where Keizan Zenji was the head monk, the first head, head, head abbot, actually. So uh, this uh, guy, Nishiara Bokasan, he was the abbot of that Zen temple. And from him, this was during the Menji era, and from him, Oka Sotan was a student of his, and he became a great teacher. Oka Sotan was the teacher to Kishi, excuse me, Kishizawa Ayan, Hashimoto Eko, and Sawaki Kodo Roshi. So who are these guys? We're connected to these guys. Kishi, Kishizawa Ayan was Suzuki Shinryo's teacher, which my understanding Catherine, who was the founder here, that was her teacher, which is connected to all of us that step in the Zendo. Hashimoto Echo was Katagiri Dainin's teacher. I, Katagiri Roshi is connected to Suzuki Shinro. They taught together, and then Katagiri Roshi went to Minnesota. And He's one of um, the teachers that um, I am connected to in Minnesota. And then Sawaki Kodo was Uchiyama Hosho's teacher. Uchiyama Roshi was Okamura Roshi's teacher. So we're, we're kind of all family. So I think that's just awesome. I really want to uplift that. Um, Okay, I got two minutes. Um, I, one of the things that I wanna, I wanna end with is uh, 
there's a beautiful story in um, Going Beyond Buddha in Kaz Tanahashi's translation um, of the Treasury of the True Dharma Eye, which is the Shobo Genzo. And in that fascicle is a conversation between Shito and Dao Wu, who were uh, great Chinese Zen masters. So Dao Wu asks, what is the fundamental meaning of Buddha Dharma? Shito says, not to attain, not to know. Dao Wu said, is there a further turning point in going beyond? Shito said, the vast sky does not keep clouds from flying. I mean, that's like awesome, right? Sky mind. So you, we have these thoughts. We have clouds in our mind. But they're just clouds. They, they, they morph. They shapeshift. They go. Um, and Sawaki Roshi says this, which I think is very similar to this conversation. He says, what is the true self? It is brilliantly transparent, like a deep blue sky. And there is no gap between the true self and all sentient beings. No gap. It's intimate, right? Like the knife on the body. To live like that, that's a liberatory practice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zoom people. Um, so I would just, if you have any questions, I just well or comments, I welcome what um, what comes up for you. Oh, okay. So what do I? Oh. Hi, Rosie. Hi, Rosie. You can you can unmute yourself. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's such a joy to hear you and see you. Um, not not knowing you. <laughs> Feeling intimate. Um, in any case, the Zoom is 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 a marvel. Um, and yes. helps us all. Um, uh, my, my, um, what comes up in my mind for me when you, when you talk about um, meaning, mm. Mm. Um, it, it seems to me that um, it's, it's extremely meaningful for you to be here. <laughs> uh, uh, it must be extremely meaningful for you. I mean, the connection, the feeling of connectivity is so strong with you and Edie and you and all the ancestors that you- And, and you- For us. And um, you, yeah. yeah. Don't forget you. <laughs> no, I'm including. I mean, I'm not excluding anybody. But, um, uh, you know, when we say, oh, there's no, you know, um, it, there's no meaning, um, the meaning is in 
all that you said about no me about no about intimacy about all of that um to me that that's not putting us uh i don't know i i don't know how to say anymore but that's great i i understand what you're saying about no meaning it's the whole works yeah it's the whole works right i mean and yeah so and thank you yeah, well, we're in the midst of that, living it right at this moment. Um, then, you know, we don't need to try to find anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it is a delicate balance, right? Because yet we are. Um, we there there is this where we are moving we are action right and we we need to respond to the suffering world we need to respond to what's in front of us but it but yet as you're saying to be connected to be open right that there's many many meanings to this particular now that's arising and like with Edie and I, I mean, it was like, it didn't come out of space or air, right? We had to talk <laughs> and work together. So it's, it's a dynamic process is what I'm trying to say. So thank you for bringing that meaning and no meaning forward. Thank you. It's <laughs> great. I'm really friendly. <laughs> oh. No, it's, it's more just a, a kind of my experience with some of this. In it, um, I yeah, found. Um, I found that when um, when I take walks with that sort of open, don't know whatever happens happens kind of experience but it just that openness mm. that i have some really amazing experiences with people that i encounter like you know neighbor that i had a long conversation with and it was so endearing it was mm. like we lived like half a block from each other but we never talked so it's that being open and i i find this to be my some of my most it's like those experiences have the biggest opening mm. in my heart. Mm. When when it's not planned, mm. it's unknown, mm. it's the not knowing, mm -hmm. you know, mm. it just happens. Mm. And in and in that time, it's that we're all the same stuff. Mm. We're coming from the same. You know, the same light and all of And that connection is just, just like becomes brilliant mm. for me. Mm. And I think that it just makes my heart shine when I when I am able to be in that place. It's when we get into the what am I supposed to be doing? 
this talk is exactly what I needed to I didn't. The universe. I was stressed out today because I feel like I wasn't sure what my, what am I doing? I had my hand in a lot of pot. What am I doing? I'm kind of freaking out. Yeah. I get it. I freak out too. What is the Shakti supposed to be doing? How am I supposed to be serving the world, right? Yes, I get it. And then getting like, like you having that kind of dissolving kind mm. of like dissolving. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's just like I needed to dissolve, come here, hear you, and go, wait, it's all It'll all I just go with the don't know mind and it'll all it's all gonna work itself out. And trusting your own wisdom, right? Your the own heart, right? And the, the knowing that it's just it's in there. Mm-hmm. You just cover it up with all kinds of, you know, stuff sometimes and get confused. But, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you for, well, for helping me out. Well, thank you. Thank you. We helped each other out. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, Liz, you had your hand up. You want to unmute? Yeah, I was just going to say uh, thank you. Yeah, when I came in this morning and and you were sitting there, uh, you brought such a full, um, joyful presence. Um, I felt like you just uh, you brought this uh, solid but joyful tradition that we're all a part of, and I was almost moved to tears. It was so oh. sweet, yeah, to have you, have you, have you there and upholding the form. So. So thank you for coming. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the feedback. I mean, I couldn't do it without you guys. Really. I could not. And yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Um, you know, I my sense of when I'm in the I don't know space. Um, Experiencing that kind of all pervasive experience of the universe. I have this epiphany, and just I'm just going to throw it out there as kind of a ball. Um, that you know things are going to happen in our lives, and we don't really have any control over how that's going to unfold. It's just that the artwork of how it unfolds is is what we have control over. Mm. It's like it just has different faces, mm. but it's the same experience or training or whatever lesson we're supposed to be learning or whatever community we're supposed to be. Like it doesn't matter what community or lineage it is, we're still gonna we're still gonna have the same um you know, deep core spiritual evolve. What do you think of that? Do you think I'm delusional? Oh, I, I want you to know I'm delusional. So <laughs> we're, we're all delusional. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think um, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm delusional. And if I can find some freedom in my delusion, that 
that's a liberatory practice. And Zazen helps me to thin, to thin this egocentricity that thinks I know when I don't know, that thinks that um, what I have to offer is it, that I am the best. I mean, that needs to be thinned and Zazen helps me to thin that so that when I show up, I can show up in a good way, hopefully. I mean, so far so good. I'm doing pretty good here. <laughs> so, um, and I, 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 I think, you know, habit patterns come and go. So um, it's, it's really, there's no perfection here. There's no end. It's this egocentricity that I have and that other humans have. It's an endless untangling. And how do we do that with compassion for ourselves? Because if we can do it, if I can do it for me, I can do it for you. And by what I mean by that is I can show up. I can show up and be present in a good way without projecting my stuff onto you and making you into something you're not because that's my image. So thinning my ego, I can like, wow, I can see you. I can see your brilliance. That's awesome. I'm not projecting. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It's, and it's a process. There's no end, right? I mean, I got a long ways to go, friends. <laughs> I'm working it. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Today. <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> was had a lot of impact on me and I enjoyed it thoroughly and I do have a question that image of having the knife mm. against your chest is so striking <laughs> and so alive and I have like two responses to it um, it's like Ego is thinking of dying, but no self is just present. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> That's a beautiful teaching for all of us. That's wonderful. Okay, so I, I have some understanding of it then. <laughs> yeah, I would say that um, your practice is uh, shining. It's like the North Star. It's just brilliant. So, yeah, whatever you're doing, please keep doing it. And I aspire to be like you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a further conversation. <laughs> <laughs> 
you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> May we continue our conversation. <laughs> Okay, I, I just want to say too that that image with the knife, it's not my image and I love it. It's uh, Okamura Roshi's image. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I feel that that image really uh, demonstrates the depth of his practice. Um, so yeah, figures it would be his image. <laughs> <laughs> You've got great, great uh, wisdom, and along with that wisdom, humor. May I follow your lead? Thank you. So uh, not only more conversations, but more fun. <laughs> Well, but, but yeah, but yeah, more fun. But maybe fun within our conversations, right? Where totally. Yeah, yeah. you're rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Are you from Santa Cruz too? <laughs> Santa Cruz has a great vibe. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and a great smell too. <laughs> Skunk? <laughs> no. It's it's like the ocean and flowers. <laughs> Skunk. People <laughs> smell skunk. <laughs> yeah. I grew up on a farm. I know about skunks. <laughs> I should stop. This has been wonderful. Thank you all. Thank you, Corinne. <laughs>
Well, thank you very much, GD. And the fun will continue out on the porch with the homemade treats and, and hot tea. And, and maybe some of you online can, uh, can come next week and, and, and keep that fun rolling. Uh, and Lisa, could you go have uh, a decant of tea? Thank you very much. Um, uh, Evie's transmission uh, uh, event will continue until until Saturday morning, and we'll be able to see her and her pilgrimage um, uh, around the property, offering incense and bowing with such reverence. Um, uh, Tuesday, we'll have a full moon ceremony uh, during our usual six o'clock sit, and that's followed by our monthly awakening together, uh, starting a new book entitled um, uh, Judge. Uh, it's your latest book on racial justice. So, um, uh, and, and that'll be from 6.30 to 8. And uh, we're going to move the foundation spots to another week. It won't be next week, but stay tuned for that date coming up. Uh, any community announcements? Let's uh, all enjoy some tea out of the spring patio.